index funds have been and always will be a losing investment. Today, I'm gonna tell you why that is and if you are investing in them, what you should change. But before we do that, I want you to look at this. The first theoretical model for an index fund was suggested in 1960 by two students at the University of Chicago, Edward Renshaw and Paul Feldstein. They proposed this idea of an unmanaged portfolio, a passive portfolio that doesn't have somebody trying to pick the best of the best all the time. These guys got laughed out of the goddamn room at the time, but yo, they were onto something big. Now, John Bogle, who is credited with being the father of index funds, at the time actually came out with an article vehemently arguing against the idea of an unmanaged portfolio. For 15 friggin' years afterward, he kept arguing the case for mutual fund management. In his career throughout that time, he became a prudent, active mutual fund manager. This guy wanted nothing to do with these wooey-wooey new unmanaged investments. As far as he was concerned, it was BS. However, in 1971, the first S&P 500 index fund was created by a small team at Wells Fargo and something remarkable happened. Bro, none of these managers could beat this index. Eventually, Bogle caught on to this and second thought his whole stance and started to explore the thought of a passively managed product, later stating that active funds underperformed the S&P 500 index on an average pre-tax margin of 1.5%. He also realized that this was virtually identical to the costs that are incurred by the fund's investors. This was Bogle's epiphany. He founded Vanguard in 1975. Later that same year, paperwork was filed with the SEC to create the Vanguard First Index Investment Trust. Eight months later, on August 31st, 1976, the world's first public index fund was launched. It literally took decades, but index funds and the idea of passive management slowly but surely gained popularity and later manifesting into exchange traded funds with the first one launching in Toronto, the old rep in Toronto, six side, all that, um, in 1990. Recently, index funds have overtaken actively managed mutual funds in the United States, which is like an insane deal. It's like a, it's like a huge deal, dude. Like 10 years ago, you say that, like, I, I, I'm telling you every, investment manager is probably looking at you sideways. There's like no way that's gonna happen. Active manager forever. Like just 10 years ago, 20 years ago, forget it. Like, yo, index funds, I'm telling you, were a slow burn through history and they got their fair share of criticism over the decades. Index funds, as well as exchange traded funds are the goddamn bee's knees of the investing world now. And I personally am a huge fan of them because they just make sense. However, since their conception and for eternity, they will always be a losing investment to something. Look at this chart. This is an S&P 500 ETF SPY over the past 10 years. And man, that's a pretty good looking chart. And this is its returns when you compare it to Apple. And this is its returns when you compare it to Tesla. And this is it beside Tesla and it beside Bitcoin. And even with the recent Bitcoin slide, it's still astronomically underperformed. Oh, Nate, that's not a fair comparison. Shut up, dude. Okay, I have a point here. Oh, that's not a fair comparison? Well, I don't care. All right, it, it's the reality, okay? The S&P 500 underperforms a lot of stuff. It's literally devastating to be an index fund or an exchange traded fund investor during a bull market. Like, it's just, it's so hard. Like, no matter how long you are investing in index funds, exchange traded funds, like, you will always get FOMO of some sort. There's always gonna be some hot new investment or hot thing that's like, makes you feel stupid and archaic for being in index funds while well, this thing's popping and it's creating millionaires and all this different stuff. I mean, dude, like 2021, that was like 
insanity like GameStop, Dogecoin, for God's sakes. As an index fund or exchange traded fund investor, you are just never going to be king. You are never going to be the best performing anything ever. There will always be something more enticing, flashy, hotter that will make you feel literally stupid for not being in it. So why wouldn't you just buy all of those things and like chase the returns and go after what performs the best? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. At the beginning of the video, I said that if you're investing in index funds or exchange traded funds, I'm gonna tell you what changes you need to make and what you should change is absolutely nothing. It is a fool's game to try and just chase returns and chase the hottest thing. And it always has been for all of human history. And it always, always, always will be. That's my opinion, but like, it always will be. There's an entire industry that is putting every resource, every brilliant person to the task of simply outperforming. That is it. That is all they're trying to do, outperform. And so many of them can't even do that. It's easy to look back and look at the Teslas and Apples and Bitcoins, and this was the point. So if you're like, that's not a fair comparison, this is the point I was trying to make. You don't know what those crazy friggin' rocket ship things are going to be. So the charts that I showed you are pretty much irrelevant because you need to be a fortune teller or literally be from the future to be like, yeah, I can confidently say this is going to vastly outperform the S&P 500 index. This company is going places like you can you can make a bet and you can kind of have a hunch and you can do the research and you can have conviction and all these things, but you don't know for sure. And it can go the other way. And it usually does. Chances are you're probably not going to find the next Bitcoin or Tesla or whatever. And if you do and you continue to think that you're a genius, you're going to find another company that you're going to bet just as bigly on that will erase all the returns that you got. And that's just the truth. It is a stressful, foolish, time consuming black game to try and do better than the broad market. Let's look at those same charts over the past six months. Purple is the S&P, yellow and green are Tesla and Apple respectively, and blue is Bitcoin. With the recent market downturn, the S&P has held up quite well. And bear in mind, with the S&P 500 index and a lot of the index funds, you're getting exposure to the best companies in the world. You've got a ton of Apple and a ton of Tesla as well. So it's not like you're missing out on these returns. And furthermore, with things like Bitcoin, I do invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum and all those different stuff. And I, I think it's fantastic. And I think you should look into it and research it and et cetera. But again, so many people with Dogecoin and some of these light, like all these different coins and cryptocurrencies and NFTs and things like that. There's promise in terms of them theoretically, but they're just moonshots and they're gambles at the end of the day. Gambling is not an investing strategy. It's gambling. I actually made a few mistakes in 2021, bro. Don't get me wrong. My portfolio is still 85 to 95% index funds and exchange traded funds, low cost, everything that we talk about here. And that's never going to change. But dude, with the other 10%, like I wasn't like a total degenerate just buying, you know, shit coins and things like that. But like I was buying companies like individually that like, I'm not sure I should have been like Shopify I was huge in Shopify and they're in the toilet now. And I bought them at like the highs and, and that's fine. But like, there's that. So there's that. And then there was also the arc fund that I bought into, which was just like this crazy high flyer. And I only have a few hundred bucks, but like every time that I deviate away from my low cost majority, you know, strategy, it just pisses me off and I don't know why I do it and I get caught up. And that's why I have that rule to like get it out of my system to have like five to 10% of like my portfolio and like more speculative stuff. I, I, I think I'm going to keep it to like no more than 5% from now on, but it was, it was, it was like five to 10 for a while, but nobody's immune to that. And you're always going to feel like a loser in some, you know, era or term because you're just not getting the same returns as other people are. And it's just shitty, but that's fine because like we said, in the long term, you're going to be the winner. 
because most of these things are going to flame out and underperform the broad market over time. We're not trying to get rich off index funds in the next five to 10 years. We're trying to get rich slowly and putting away this amount of money for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the line, unless you're trying to fire and do all that kind of stuff. But still, for the most part, we're mo most of us just putting this away. And in the media term, we're trying to create wealth through businesses, leveling up our career and creating more income for ourselves so that we can create more wealth and all these different things. But ultimately, we're not trying to like get rich overnight on index funds. It's not going to happen. But in my opinion, it is the best bet to create sustainable long-term wealth for the future that you can be confident that you're going to be good for, as opposed to these more speculative investments where really it's a gamble a lot of the time. Fortunately though, like I said, I have that five to 10% rule, but a lot of people unfortunately succumb to FOMO and really got burned. With index funds and exchange traded funds, you're not gonna be king right now, but you're gonna be king of the decade. You'll lose to some of these high flyers in the immediate term, but over the long term, you will slowly but surely create a massive empire. Oh yeah, and with little to no work too. Did I even mention that? Now, if you wanna know which index funds and exchange traded funds are fantastic for building that long-term wealth we're talking about, click this video here and I'll catch you in the next one.